What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Fan Culture. We are back again with another episode. We are now in episode 15. If you've been rocking with us since then, appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. In studio, we have Carl. What's up, Carl? I'm good, dog. I'm tired, but I'm good. Hey, same here. Uh, we also have in studio my fiance. Hi. How you doing? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Today's episode, right? We have uh, a couple different topics. Starting off, more free agency for NBA. We it's like we can't stop talking about NBA free agency enough. Also, Chris Paul, it's kind of like up and down a little bit, like with his situation. Right. Also, Madden and 2K ratings. We we're gonna get into some other stuff too. But for first off, let's start off with CP3. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, CP, you are. I'm wrong already. No, let's go, dog. Okay, I'll let you. Uh, okay, so CP3, right? He's no longer with the Houston Rockets. Correct. He is playing for OKC now, or he signed OKC at the moment. Yeah, he he belongs to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay. Do you think he's going to like? What do you think that situation is going to do for his? his career and like what do you think OKC overall is planning to do with him because that contract is crazy you know honestly at the moment I'm a little afraid for Chris Paul like Chris Paul is probably my favorite point guard of all time and right now I'm a little afraid for his career you see the way veterans are being pushed out of the league absolutely uh, you know all of a sudden there's really no room for Carmelo Dwight Howard can't get signed um you know, it's just looking kind of bad for an era of basketball that I grew up watching, like really being attentive to. You know, as a child, you have the familiarity of the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryants, the yeah. Kevin Garnetts, the Allen Iversons, Tim Duncans. But there's uh, there's a bit of a, a difference in awareness. You know, I'm a teenager, young adult, like I'm a grown man now. Right. I understand the game of basketball. I understand what Chris Paul is doing on that court. And... I still believe he has some left in the tank. If he's not able to produce, it's only based on injury. It really has nothing to do with him not being able to beat a defender because I see him do it every game. It really has nothing to do with a decline in accuracy as a shooter because he still can shoot the ball. He still can distribute. He yeah, still can play defense. It's just he's older. He's on a really bad contract. And I really don't like where things are going. Um, I think I agree with pretty much everything you just said. It's just it's weird to see, like you said, like players that used to cook like a lot of people now just kind of like being swept under the rug or just put on the back burner. And I don't know. A lot of it is is some say their own doing like mellow. Yeah. Melo can't catch a break, it seems, you know, from playing in New York. As When he left the Nuggets, I don't know what year that was, but when he played with the Nets, not the Nets, excuse me, the Knicks, excuse me, and then he played with Oklahoma City. Yeah. Right? I mean, I went back and forth with one of my coworkers on who would win one-on-one in their prime, LeBron or, or Melo, and he said Melo. So that just goes to show, like, uh, shout-out to Brian. That just goes to show like how capable of a player Melo was slash is. Like, I mean, you put Melo on a squad, he's gonna put up a cool amount of numbers. I mean, 
are we then saying is is are we blaming the players for their lack of uh success or are we are we blaming like like the organization because he got traded right yeah that's not really on him but i mean if you're on the trading block uh, i don't think the organization is looking to really keep you like that right i mean uh it is a lot uh, to take in, you know, with Chris Paul specifically, like I watched Chris Paul's entire career. I remember Chris Paul being in high school and I didn't see him that far. I just I think I saw him from a little bit of Wake Forest and then like his New Orleans Hornet days. I, I remember him uh, specifically because there was a special on Chris Paul that I watched when he was in high school. Mm-hmm. His grandfather passed. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he was 61 years old. Right. And it really broke Chris Paul when he passed. And I remember he had a basketball game and he didn't want to play, but his grandma told him to play. And he, his grandma just told him, I want you to score 61. Like whatever his grandpa's age was, I want you to score that for your grandpa. Right. And he went out there. I want to say he had 60 and he went to the hole and he got fouled. and He missed a shot and he made the first free throw and he got 61 and he airballed the second free throw. And he got Subbed out. He missed on purpose and they took him out the game. And I just remember him hugging his coach and just crying. Yeah. And I didn't know who he was when I watched that. But I was just like, yo, that's crazy. And then he went to Wake Forest and my brother reminded me, like, that's the dude from the special. Ever since then, I paid attention to him. So uh, to see the situation that he has with Oklahoma City Thunder, I mean, I have what I think you should do. And I have like the realistic situation of what's going to happen. Like, logically, I honestly believe chris paul should just suck it up i know it sucks because you're that great of a player you're gonna be a hall of famer and you're gonna go down and be one of the players mentioned along with charles barkley john stockton of course carl malone of course reggie miller one of those players who were great but never won a championship it's just gonna happen i think he should just say forget it i just want to play basketball at this point I've already had my legacy, which really can't be touched. I already have my money. My contract is too big for like, I'm not going to get bought out. He has three right. years left. He's not going to get bought out. It's going to be difficult to get him moved because if you look at the last couple of uh, transactions that have taken place, the amount of draft picks that were used to get Russell Westbrook, the amount of draft picks that were used to get Paul George, Miami right now, they want some of their picks back from uh they use some if i'm not mistaken for a sign and trade for jimmy butler okay and they want some like i want some picks back for taking on this contract right but at the same time i'm helping you unload bad contracts but it's you know it's just a back and forth not really much leverage front office issues i think chris paul should just suck it up i think chris paul should just go out there and play i mean it's not like he's surrounded by bums though if you think about it like I mean, you I have mean, kind of Steven Adams, right? That's one. That's not a I don't think Steven Adams is a bum. No, but it's just like everybody else because you, you don't have. Um, well, they're just young. What was that? I'm sorry. I can't remember. Remember his name, right? Jeremy Grant. Is it Jeremy, Jeremy Grant or is his younger brother? I, if I'm not they mistaken, got it's, it's not the point guard. It's, yeah, they all got the one names, he played they like all four. Got yeah, yeah he, I, he got traded to Denver. No Chris Paul. I'm sorry. No uh, Paul George. No Russell Westbrook. It's you, Andre Roberson, Steven Adams, like. Andre Robeson is not an offensive. Terrence, is Terrence Ferguson still on the squad? Possibly, but but yeah, okay. How I many see. games you expect to win with him? You know, you and Stephen Adams, 
I mean, Steven Adams, can he might average a career high now, but I feel like you just go out there and you just play. If I'm Chris Paul, I'm I'm playing, but I'm still trying to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you play to the best of your ability. Right. You win as many games as you, you can. You're in a similar situation that you were in when you first got to New Orleans where you're on a team with not much expectations. You're not the same player. You can still play. You're just not the same player. Um, and I don't think that Chris Paul is at a point, especially in the West, well, he'll be able to carry that roster to the playoffs. Because, I mean, you think about it, you got Sacramento Kings. You got the uh, San Antonio Spurs. He's low on a totem pole. He's not even like, oh, okay, see, now a lot of teams is just different now. Like, Cleveland, Golden Utah, State. Utah, Denver, Golden State is still going to make it. People are, They're going to make it, but, I mean, they're not going to have the same No, they're not, I don't think they're going to be top three, but I think they're going to be okay. Because you lose defense top five? with Clay Thompson. Are they going to be top five? I think five is legit i think five is is good i think, I think they'll five be fighting for four i think that's not i don't think that's a bad place to put them i think they'll be i think d'angelo russell is going to be a better fit than people are, are expecting i don't know i still have reservations on that just because i just don't know how it's gonna mesh i mean I this is my thing it's not like he can't hoop i just don't know how he's gonna play this is the thing that i don't understand about d'angelo russell potentially not fitting one, he can shoot. Two, as a shooting guard, he can do something. Klay Thompson has a a great defensive advantage over D'Angelo Russell. That's something that they're going to miss until he comes back January, February. But with D'Angelo Russell, he can do something that Klay Thompson can't do. He can create his own shot. He can distribute. He can control Klay the Thompson ball. Klay Thompson can't create his own shot? Klay Thompson is not a great dribbler. Klay Thompson can create his own shot from off-ball movement. He can't I think really he chooses. He can't to. really get out there. Like when's the last time you seen Clay Thompson really but I don't cross think, somebody? No, but that's not but, his game. That's my point. But D'Angelo Russell has that. But and he can control the ball while Steph Curry does what he does by moving around. Because you can't do that all game with Draymond Green. You don't have Kevin Durant to control the ball now. And the times where you would try to put the ball in the hands of Clay Thompson, now you have a guard who can do that better well one word i would i would say describes clay thompson and me and stroll talk about all the time is effectiveness like if i if i can score 37 points without creating my own shot quote unquote or drip putting the ball on the ground and crossing a dude i'm gonna do it because right. one it'll save my legs and it'll overall save like i mean he's not in that situation right now obviously mm-hmm. um he's 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 injured and he's gonna be out but there's no doubt in my mind that Klay Thompson can create his own shot. I think he choose, he picks and chooses how he scores. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I definitely think he can off the ball. But D'Angelo Russell can do it with the ball in his hand. He's a much better dribbler than Klay Thompson is. And if I'm controlling a rock and I'm controlling the offense as D'Angelo Russell while Steph Curry is – Steph Curry might be – Steph Curry and Ray Allen are the two greatest off-ball – players that i've ever seen you look at their on-court movement without the ball in their hands the way they run around those screens going from here to there to create their own shot you said who ray allen and who ray allen and steph curry steph curry you give steph curry another guard who can control the ball who can pass d'angelo russell still he's he's much more of a uh traditional combo guard where he looks to score a little more but if you really watch him at ohio state he 
He was a distributor. That's what I'm saying. He yeah, showed some he was passing skills sure. that I was very shocked that didn't translate well, to the Lakers. That's why the Lakers drafted him to be a distributor, to be like yeah. That and then he just primary ball shooting handler. a little more and wasn't like amazingly efficient. But I mean, you know, that was what it was. But I think he can be a very nice fit next to Steph Curry when you consider what Steph Curry does without the ball in his hands. I think that can be very good. Willie Cauley Stein is a nice addition there. Uh, the way he runs the floor, he never developed into the rebounder or rim protector that I liked for him. Mm-hmm. But in that offense, running the floor, being able to step out and guard somewhat, you know, well enough as a big man on the perimeter. I think that's a nice addition. So I do think the Warriors can be at least top five. We shall see. But I think DeMarcus Cousins would have been a great re-sign for them. I think that would have been very nice. And you have Looney. I think you could have did that where you now have DeMarcus and Willie Cauley-Stein kind of running your five. And then you could have had Looney and Draymond really fitting in as your fours. Do they have the usual suspects coming back? Sean Livingston, Andre. Sean Livingston isn't coming back. Andre Iguodala is with the Memphis Grizzlies. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do with his contract. It appears Memphis wants to keep him. A lot of teams want to trade for him. Uh, from last I heard, he wants to be bought out. He wanted to go to the Lakers, but their roster is kind of filled now. Yeah. And then with, uh, you know, all of the wings that they picked, that really doesn't make any sense. But they did sign Alec Burks. If he can stay healthy, that can be decent for them. Alec Burks, uh, like as a three, yeah. can be okay for them if he can stay healthy. He can be good enough to where I I believe they can still get that fifth spot that I'm expecting them to get. Well, we'll just have to see, I guess, honestly, because I mean, I like I like the new landscape. I like how different teams are going to look and I'm interested to see how they like how coaches are going to like. Are they going to change their system to fit certain player needs? The biggest one for that has to be Dan Tony. Well, Dan Tony has Westbrook and Harden, which we, we will get into uh, shortly. But I wanted to say something before I forget. And I wanted to say it earlier. We were talking about CP3, Melo. I, f- I find it strange that a lot of NBA players are unable to, like, shift gears and, like, go into a different role. Like, it's so, I think, to some of them, like, beneath them because – your Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, or it's hard to lose Chris that ego. Paul. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I think the ones that are able to, we are just talking about Andre and Godawa. Andre Godawa was... An like, all-star in Philly. Right, right, you know what I mean? Um, and he ended up being a finals MVP mm-hmm. on a as team. As a role player. As a role player, right? So you just don't know where your journey's going to take you. And I think, I wish I saw a little bit more players kind of like, be more um i guess receptive to that that like uh different role or like their role change but anyways how do you think cp3 is going to handle it i you think he's going to kind of like cry about it for a bit and then just get over it or i think he's gonna make sure he never plays a game as an oklahoma city thunder uh player I, i i believe that i think he should just play i think he should just kind of like what you're saying just let the ego go just let go. Just let God. Just play basketball. Right. At some point, it has to just be about the sport. Right. I understand you want to win, but not everybody gets to win. It's one champion every year, and some people never get to be that person. Sometimes you luck up, and you get to be a Robert Ory and win seven championships 
on what, three different teams with the Rockets, Crazy. with the Spurs, with the Lakers. Sometimes you end up a Patrick McCall and you pay, play your first two years with an amazing Warriors team. You win a championship. Then you luck up and you go to Toronto, who just happens to trade for Kawhi Leonard, who just yeah. happens to face the Warriors, who happens to have injury issues. And now you got three championships in three years. Or you end up, like I said, like a Charles Barkley. You never, you, it just doesn't happen for some people. James Harden might be the same way. You're not going to be the only one. Some people just don't get to win. But as long as you play the game, I don't think anybody will ever crap on Russell Westbrook for not winning the finals because you knew he tried. Well, you, be, you can tell he leaves it on the floor. Exactly. He played his every single game yeah. now you might have a problem with his style of play and how he does a little too much but he's doing too much because he cares and i don't think you hold a ring against a player like that honestly the only people who i really feel like only time you really hold a ring against a player is if you're comparing them to someone who has a ring or if you're comparing them to somebody who is equally as talented mm. but they just may not have as many rings as that player you're comparing them to so yes if you're comparing chris paul or russell westbrook to a steph curry you're always going to say well curry got the rings and they don't but if you're just talking about russell westbrook as a basketball player the fact that he stayed in okc and he didn't run i mean you lose kevin durant uh you know you lose paul george flies yeah it's kind of like yes they say russell westbrook approached them about that but at this point it's kind of like you look like you in a rebuilding mode anyway because you didn't have to trade paul george so i think if i, I think know. if chris paul just sucks it up and he just plays i think people might look at him a little bit differently well i mean microscope's not going to be on okc this year i mean it's it I may mean, not be might. on on okc but it's definitely one on chris paul right now yeah well i wish him all the best and definitely. i hope that he he definitely you know tries this new role you know what i mean i mean he's gonna be the guy now i mean he's what their best player would you say he's their best player right now yes i'm not putting steven adams over chris paul today I'm okay not doing that. okay cool let's get into nba favorites who to you is kind of like the teams to watch right now at the moment at the moment. i would say the the nba favorite I think it has to be the Los Angeles Lakers. I think people are downplaying the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm not a Los Angeles Lakers fan Obviously. at all, but I think that they, I think they should be the favorites. Um, I think people are overlooking the fact that one, you kept Kyle Kuzma like you want to. So the fact that people are saying, oh, well, if they would have gotten Kawhi, it would be a big three. If they trade for Chris Paul, I heard somebody say if they trade for Chris Paul, that kind of is like a big three. Mm-hmm. You have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis, you signed DeMarcus Cousins, you keep Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, I tried to explain it. Like, I don't think he's a star, but I think he's emerging. I, I think if he if he if basketball players if star basketball players literally had like a star over their head to show that they're star players yeah i feel like his light is like blinking like okay. you're right there you're just not that yet but you're right there demarcus cousins averaged 16 and 8 on a bad achilles with the warriors that's not bad at all 
you're the fourth option on that team and you average 16 and eight and then you get to the finals and you have a bad achilles and you're you rush back from injury on a bad quad i don't look and you're not in game shape when you're right no i was having yeah, you don't i was condition. just gonna say that uh we're gonna have them for a whole like season before they're like like to condition and get in shape and like, he already lost all weight stuff yeah that's so, a different basketball it's gonna be a right different there. look team for sure i'm saying you put those four players with a rondo who can still play basketball yeah, who can still green. put it together danny green who could do his job avery bradley who can do his job kcp yeah. who yeah but he can do, energy right you know he's still a fill-in right. still play your defense Solid. still make your shots just shoot 35 percent, and i'm fine with that i feel like the los angeles lakers are in a really good place to win if they don't win i'm talking about them bad <laughs> Because you did too much. For you to have the roster that you had with those young guys who were doing what they were supposed to do, growing and building up that franchise, and you come in and you get rid of three right, of the them. The whole thing. You yeah, get rid of three of them and you keep no, I, I don't like what LeBron did. And if he don't win with this team, I'm talking about it. So is if we don't win, this is barring no injury, right? We're able, like, if we don't have everybody, it depends on who's injured. Okay, so because if Demarcus Cousins goes out, but you still got those other three, five, six players that yeah, I named, yeah, yeah, I'm still talking about you. Okay, because I mean, who's in the East? Who do you expect in the East to beat the, the Lakers if they make it? Philly, I mean, maybe. I feel like Philly's too big. I feel like Philly. Honestly, I just feel like Philly isn't athletic enough. I feel like they're a little too big. Well, because I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not talking about like length, but when you got Embiid and Horford and now Tobias as your three with Ben Simmons, I understand that's, well, that's kind of like the Lakers now. I mean, they can go big now because, I mean, you you can since LeBron decided to be I don't know if it was LeBron decision or Frank Vogel, uh, the starting point guard. I mean, that's already height. Yeah. You know, then you have Kyle Kuzma and then you have Anthony Davis. Then you have DeMarcus Cousin. They're all guys above 6'7". I don't think you should... I don't think the four of those basketball players should be on the court together for a long time. If they are on the court together at all, I don't think you should start Kyle Kuzma and DeMarcus. I'm expecting Al Horford and Embiid to both start. I think if you go Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma with Bradley green and lebron you have lebron run the offense as a point guard mm -hmm. but then you take him off of the point guard when you go back on, on defense, defense. Yeah, yeah if you put demarcus in for either bradley or green most likely bradley you kind of eliminate that because danny green has to guard a guard lebron has to guard a guard i don't want lebron guarding a guard period well, it kind of defeats the purpose unless you're trying to like shut somebody down i mean like a steph curry but even then like lebron you can, can't guard you can, you're not gonna run around with him well you know you're not but i mean i'm saying like uh just somebody you would want to shut down that's a guard that's smaller than lebron but i mean you don't want him expending that many uh that much energy and, and that much time when he could be doing other stuff i don't think he has an excuse for that this year either last year you didn't Why? because he got defense. the rest a whole the whole summer no i'm just talking about no I, everything i'm speaking of right now is roster why are you not playing defense what do you mean he's not playing defense no i mean last year he didn't play defense because he was conserving his energy for offense 
-hmm. Why are you not playing defense this year when you have an Anthony Davis, a Kyle Kuzma, DeMarcus Cousins, a Danny Green, a Rondo, et cetera, to create offense for that five on the court? Mm -hmm. Why are you, LeBron James, still not playing defense if he chooses not to? I feel like he has to play defense this year because you don't have to be the offense this year. You don't have to Well, do no, that. it's more spread out for sure. Yeah, so um, I feel like if he doesn't play defense, then that's a very, very, very big problem. Far more of a problem than it was last year because you don't have the same excuses. More of a reason to talk about the Lakers. It's more of a reason for me to criticize him as a basketball player regardless of what team he's on. Okay. Any team with that roster, they could. this could be a Cleveland roster. And I would still talk about him. This could be a Knicks roster, and I would still talk about him. I'm not saying LeBron on the Cleveland roster that they have now. I'm talking about LeBron with the team that he has, the roster. If they were on any other team, not just the Lakers, I would still say LeBron has no reason not to play defense this upcoming season. So what is your opinion of playing defense? Because I don't want to stay on this subject too too much longer just right. to, so we can talk about other teams. But, like, there's a lot of players on – like, I mean, James Harden doesn't play defense. Steph he's, he's been doesn't play it up, defense. But no, no, at one point in time, definitely not. Like, there's a lot of superstars that don't play defense. I mean, it's hard. People forget how hard it is to play defense and offense at a high level. And, I mean, he is aging. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. He is aging. It's just weird to see because like he's always done like. With that. I feel like we got to remain consistent with that. We do. We do. I mean, we don't we don't have that. We don't have that same energy for every player. No, I'm just I'm saying right, but even for um, I'm talking with LeBron's age. If I'm not mistaken, he's what 34 right now. Yeah. All right. 34. 34. And you just averaged 28, eight and eight. So when you look at those numbers and you say, oh, he aged and he had a down year, but he averaged 28, eight and eight. Then why bring up his age when somebody says he doesn't play defense? It's like either he's old or he's not. If he's not too old so to average what, 28, 8, and 8, then you can try harder on defense. So what that's that's why I asked, what does more like more defensive production look like to you? Is he I'm is he getting about what is he, what kind of effort? What kind of blocks is he getting? Is he getting well, more even, steals, more blocks? Not even statistically, because Steph Curry was leading the league in steals and was still criticized as a bad defender. Because you have things um, where you play zones, where you play in between, you play the passing lanes, you get tip passes things like that you play help defense and you get those stats you get those blocks i'm talking about as an on ball one-on-one defender which i've personally always thought lebron was a little overrated when people would talk about oh he can guard all five positions he can lock people down i never looked at lebron like that but just his effort you, you do you recall that play where kyle kuzma literally had to push him to close out on three-point shooter that. that's what i'm talking about shit no kid ever have to do that to you and yes i'm calling kyle kuzma a kid I Should mean, no kid. How old is Kyle Kuzma? What, 20? 19? Yeah, like 20, 21. Yeah. No kid, no 20, 21 year old basketball player should ever have to push a 34 year old superstar who at that time is still regarded as the best player in the world. Because people didn't really change that. Until, He's like, I'm tired out. I'm tired out here, coach. You no, know, stop trying so much <laughs> on offense. Give Lonzo Ball the ball. Let him see what he can do. Like, that's why you came there. Turnover. To see who your second star is supposed to be. Well, we will see this season. We will. Um, and I don't want to say this stuff. I would like, I wanted DeMarcus Cousins to win last year as a Warrior. So if the Lakers win, I'm just going to look at that bright spot. DeMarcus I'm, got one. I'm cool with it. For sure. 
I'm we already kind of talked about Curry, Clay, D'Lo. Um, I don't really want to talk about Durant, Kyrie, Jordan, just because we're not going to see all of them on the floor at the same time. No, I, I think people need to stop talking about them until he even plays. Yeah. Um, you kind of mentioned Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, and, and Embiid. Where do you rank them in like the East? I still think I, I think the East. Who's the best team in the East? Is it is it Milwaukee? I, I struggle with that one because I feel like if we just look at paper, Philly might have the best roster just because of those names that you look at. Yeah. Milwaukee has a really good fit. I don't like Chris the Middleton. loss. I don't really like the loss of Chris. Malcolm Brogdon. I feel like that he was solid. Some people, I feel like people didn't watch Malcolm Brogdon. And I think I talked about this on like an earlier episode. Malcolm Brogdon played for Virginia in the ACC. So I got to see him a lot because right. he played against like North, Carolina. North Carolina, right? He would cook us low key, bro. Like it was, it was a struggle. When we, anytime we played um, Virginia, just because he was their best player, he'd, he'd mess around and drop like 25. Like in a college game, that's a lot. That is like twenty, like twenty to twenty-five points, and we were always going back and forth in like ACC championships or just ACC play. Um, so, and he won Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a bigger guard. That was a terrible class, though. Yeah, but he still won. Yeah, you know. I mean, because he he averaged like like twelve and four or something like that. It was bad. Nonetheless, got, they gave it to him. Yeah. So I feel like that was a loss. Chris Middleton is a good basketball player, but when you look at the dynamic duos in the NBA, I just don't think he's somebody who I would compare. Even like associated with Giannis, I still wouldn't try to put that in the same category as like the the Stephen Clays. I don't even think Chris Middleton is as good as CJ McCullum to put him in like Dame and McCullum. See, like a healthy John Wall and Beal. I don't think he's as good as him. Well, you said CJ McCullum. Right. I don't know. That's a, that's a, coin flip for me to be real if one thing that cj has one thing that cj has over chris is his youth but at the same time chris is still young too he's not 30 i mean he's not he's not old but he's not as young i don't know what his age is to be i know but uh cj mccullum did maybe just look four years in college if i'm not mistaken he spent all four years at what was it lay or lee lee high yeah something like that but uh chris mccullum I'm sorry, with, uh, with C.J. McCollum in the playoffs, Damian Lillard wasn't playing that well, and C.J. did what he was supposed to do. If you don't have it this night, I will have it. I don't trust Chris Middleton to have it when Giannis doesn't, which is why when Giannis start having those bad games, scoring 19, you're still getting your rebounds, but uh, Al Horford's putting a body on you. It's just not as easy for you to get to the lane. It's not as easy for you to score in the paint versus Toronto. I don't look at Chris Middleton as the okay just give me the ball and y'all clear out he don't got it I got it I see Bill carry the Wizards as well as he can when John Wall is out I see CJ doing his thing even when Dame is on the court I don't trust Chris Middleton enough to really take over that team so I worry about them this that's the reason why I had Toronto beating or at least making it out of the east last year I won't say he can't no, I, I just haven't see seen it. him do it. Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree. see it in him. If he if he proves me wrong, that's fine. Because I don't want any basketball player to be bad. So I don't mind being wrong when it comes to someone's yeah. success. I just don't see it yet. I don't look at him and see that. 
But Point um, taken. if I have to choose somebody to be number one in the East, I mean, Giannis is so dominant that as long as he stays healthy, they definitely have a shot of winning. Um, I definitely don't have the Nets because Kyrie couldn't. I don't. I still don't see Kyrie as the type of guy who can carry a team. I feel like Philly has a chance just because of their roster. I just think a more athletic team in a series can definitely beat them. But if we're just talking about regular season standings, I think they can be number one. But the East just looks. Well, you mentioned it early, and I think this is gonna like separate them from the pack towards the end of the season. They have bigger bodies. Like that's that's hard to like to go up against unless you just have guys that can that can battle that like like that. But do you switch up the offense and do you not? Because I mean, you think about it. Yes. You have uh, bigger bodies, so you're going to have Al Horford and Joel Embiid standing on the perimeter taking threes all game while Ben Simmons is in the post because he still can't shoot, and that's still your point guard. And, yes, Al Horford and Embiid can shoot, but I don't know if I just want them living out there because Embiid is still the best post player on the team. Al Horford is a very good distributor, but how much do you put the ball in his hands if he's more of like a – distributor from the post from the high post and Ben Simmons can't be anywhere but the post I don't see Al Horford really standing at the three-point line coming around a pick and roll dropping it to Ben Simmons in the post so I question how do you really function if I'm Philly if I'm Philly I'm doing since Ben can't shoot right Mm -hmm. three balls not there kind of but not really has a mid-range I'm doing drive and kick so I'm running Ben off screens with Horford. Either or, honestly, I would have I would have um, I would run the screens off of Joel Embiid and then have Al Horford posted up somewhere. Because if anything, that eliminates the drive for Ben Simmons. Though. Mm, not I mean, really. If he's if he's in the lane posted up, well, his can, man is right there. No, I'm saying not. You don't need. Um, I'm saying high post. So okay, if you post him up at at like the three or like like above the, the free throw line mm-hmm. and then you run ben off off a screen or off the wing what however you want to do right it. to the opposite side so you still have the lane to drive right you can pass it to horford if his he man can drops pop. down or joel can, can pop or he can roll right. or you can kick it to to the wing but i think ben needs to like work on like his his mid-range yeah he needs to develop a very efficient floater he needs to say, develop yeah, yeah. a mid-range pull-up he definitely needs to work on that three. I think he just needs to let it go. I think I think he might have one of the same issues that I have with shooting a three, which is just it's all mental. I've seen him make a three before, but it's different when you're in a game. He hasn't made any in a game, but I've seen him make a three. But when you get that ball and it's I don't know how many people are in our arena, 70,000 people watching True. you, millions of people watching you at home nine other players on the court staring at you sometimes that can really affect you i don't care how long you've been playing basketball if i haven't been shooting threes all my life it'll never feel right lebron james dwight howard some of these players still struggle with that from the free throw line it's all mental well maybe it'll and just, i feel like he just needs to let it go it'll just, just have to, to develop i agree i think it'll, it'll have to develop over time um i mean there's a lot of players that didn't start off having good form or you know right shooting threes at a high percentage and i don't think ben simmons needs to be effective to shoot like no, threes he, don't, he doesn't have to but shoot 40 I think but if he can pe- shoot 34 yeah 
with everything else he can do on the floor, if he can shoot 34, 35%. Where people three, actually have to guard you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not that bad for him. Yeah. If Rondo can shoot 34, 33, 34% from the three, and I'm only taking three a game anyways, it's not that bad. Yeah. You make a one for three. That's not that bad. So you have Philly at the top of the East right now, or you just you're just not really sure. I'm not. Sure. It's between them and Milwaukee, and it's like I honestly can't even think of any other teams in the East. Knicks, no. Nets with no KD, no. Toronto with no no. Boston, I don't see them being number one, but definitely top four. No Charlotte, Orlando. I just don't even think they're a good basketball team. But yeah, they can make the playoffs. Detroit can make it. They made it last Detroit year. Detroit has Blake not going number and Andre Jumman. and they got Derrick Rose. I think they should still get rid of Reggie Jackson, but the East, the East is it just looks it's bad dry. to me right yeah, now. It's I mean, dry. Miami. How well do I think Jimmy Butler's gonna do with Miami? I don't think he's gonna do what Kawhi did. I don't know, man. It's it's just so weird to see certain players on on teams, and like some teams are like depleted, and some teams are just like re- rebuilding. We're just going to have to wait and see. One team that I do want to talk about before we move on to the next topic is uh, the Houston Rockets. So they picked up Russell Westbrook, right? So their big three is Russell, James, and... Capella. Capella. Pretty much. Okay. You mentioned Mike D'Antoni earlier. What changes are you making, if any, to the offense, defense... How you run the team, etc. What do you, if you're Mike D'Antoni right now, what are you doing? If I'm Mike D'Antoni, because you have two superstars at your disposal, yeah, right? Essentially, right? Right. Both are guards, both ball dominant guards. How are you figuring that out? If I'm Mike D'Antoni, I thought about this. Like, which one would I prefer to handle the ball more? Um, I I don't mind. James Harden handling the ball more than Russell Westbrook because although both of them are very turnover prone mm-hmm. like honestly if you look at the five uh, the five uh, seasons for an individual player with the most turnovers mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook and James Harden have all five of those Jeez. if I'm not mistaken James Harden has three Russell Westbrook has two of the most of the five most I trust James Harden with the ball a little more only because he's a better shooter and because he gets to the free throw line a little more. But you have to implement Russell Westbrook, one, as a pick and roll guy at some point. You have to implement Russell Westbrook as a cutter. You have to get the ball moving more. There's no way you can keep four players standing out of the way or at least three of them standing out yeah. the perimeter with capella running too a much ball watching with james harden just making every decision and that's it's not why, gonna work with russell westbrook and that's why i think i like as much as i don't know if it sounds weird to anybody but i like russell being the primary ball handler on that team just because of the pace will be quicker no i thought about that as well i felt like he would push it i felt like the teammates might enjoy russell westbrook controlling the ball a little bit more I think if they were to do that, they would have to go back to Dan Tony's Phoenix system. Oh, okay. I think if you put Russell Westbrook in Dan Tony's Phoenix system as the primary ball handler, I think the Rockets would be far more effective than they are with Russell Westbrook doing what James Harden does. 
Yeah, that's not gonna work. It's just not the it's, same. It's not. It's not gonna work just because, for one, if you have, if, okay, let's put it in reverse. If you have James being a primary ball handler and you have Russell playing off the ball, is he just gonna slash all game? He's just gonna drive and cut, or like, what is he? I feel like he has to do that for at least, I say like forty percent of his plays. Okay, for like forty percent of his plays, he has to be run. You gotta off ball screens, cut into the basket. Because Russell Westbrook, he's just so fast. Explosive, yeah. He's so explosive. Yeah. You catch him with a P.J. Tucker off-ball screen, and you got uh, James Harden with a Capella screen, and you right. see him cut, like, that's that's hard. That's a lob, or that's, like, a back cut. And you that's still got to worry about Eric Gordon possibly moving around, get, or even just spotting up. That's that's going to be him, Austin Rivers, Gerald Green. That's, that, that can Because they be have different. shooters. It's just that the ball doesn't always move the way it's supposed to because right. you have um, James Harden as great at what Making he does. Making every single decision. I'm a dribble, 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 step back, shoot, which I find to be the most. Or dribble, 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 I, get I to honestly the line. find that to be like the, I'm trying to think of the word, the most wasteful play in the NBA why would you dribble to create because a lot of times when i watch that play i'm looking at the defender's feet my brother taught me this a long time ago one day we was playing one-on-one and he just kept jabbing 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 Mm -hmm. and he was like do you know what i'm doing right now and i said no he said i'm creating a lane for myself he jabbed on me and he made me move my foot he said stop the fact that your foot is right there right now means that I can drive past you to the right. So every time I watch James Harden dribble the ball, I watch the defender's feet. And I see him create a lane for himself that he doesn't take advantage of. He creates a little bit of space that he can step back on and get off a yeah. shot. But if I can get if I can do a step back three or I can get to the lane and either kick out or get a foul or lay it up, yeah. I just don't understand the fact that he doesn't drive more. Because why go six for 22 from a three-point line? Why is that an option? Why are you taking 22 threes? I have no idea. Honestly, I mean, it's one of the things that, like, even when I was playing organized basketball, our coach used to, like, go crazy about, like, guys just dribbling around or just dribbling to no man's land. Like, obviously, he's not dribbling to no man's land. But if you can beat a guy with two moves as opposed to six, why not just use two? You know what I mean? Even if, if, I mean, if four moves can open it up to like distribute to another player or a wide open shot why not use that you know what i mean it's just to me sometimes he makes everybody play at his pace as opposed to the rockets pace you know what i mean yeah and which needs to be quicker which i think will be helpful for them if russell is the primary ball handler no i agree with you i definitely agree with you on that one so next up we have yeah we have madden and we have 2k ratings there was a lot of uproar about you know, players not liking their ratings. There was a lot of players that got 99 ratings. Some people, you know, thinking like they got, you know, low ball, what have you. I don't play video games. I kind of <laughs> stopped playing video games a while no, ago. I, I mean, if I'm at the homie's house, I might hop on the sticks, play a little bit, mm-hmm. and then hop off. You know what I mean? I'm not really into games like that. But I do pay attention to, like, what's the latest game. Who do you think got, um, like, a deserving score? On we'll start with Madden. Let's start with Madden. Who do you think got a deserving score on Madden? I think you mentioned earlier a couple of people got a 99. Yeah, uh, Madden released its 99 club uh, over a course of a four day period. Okay. The first person announced was Aaron Donald. 
Cool. The second person announced was Bobby Wagner. Okay. The third person announced was Khalil Mack. Okay, cool. And the last person announced was DeAndre Hopkins. Those were the only 99. Those were the only 499. No Odell Three Beckham. defensive players and one receiver. No, no Odell Beckham, Beckham. No Antonio Brown. Brown. No. Who else? Okay, so who do you think got left off that list? Actually, scratch that. Who do you think deserved the 99 that you just mentioned? Aaron Donald definitely deserved a 99. Yes. Khalil Mack definitely deserved a yes. 99. I agree. DeAndre Hopkins and Bobby Wagner were both surprises. I understand that both of those are very, very talented players. But I don't see them as being hands down the best players at their position as of right now. Bobby Wagner is what, safety or is he linebacker? He's a middle linebacker. Okay. And who, who would you say is he top three? Yeah. I mean, I, he's he's definitely still a top. I just feel like when you get a 99 and the next player at your position gets a 97, 96, 95, you're saying that I'm significantly better than every other guy that does exactly what I does on a football field. I don't feel like DeAndre Hopkins deserves a 99 overall rating because I don't feel like he's clear cut the best receiver. He may have the best hands as a catcher, mm -hmm. but when you consider speed, awareness, agility, mm -hmm. route running, everything that a blocking, everything that a receiver has to do, mm -hmm. I don't see him as being just clear cut the best. I feel like this is one of the dopest wide receiver classes that the NFL has seen in a very long time. And it's highly debatable. Who would you pick over over DeAndre Hopkins? That's the thing. I don't know if it's really anybody to just pick because everybody does something so special. Antonio Brown is such an explosive and elusive receiver, and it would shock you when you look at his 40 time. But the way he moves it's just uncomparable. Some guys are just good at creating space. Yeah. I mean, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, as I stated, his hands, his, his athleticism, Julio Jones. I mean, size Bruh. doesn't really create. Julio's it's not been really getting it done for a long time. Yeah, you know, his strength. Um, I've seen him drop some passes, so I'm not shocked that if his hands aren't like 99. But, you know, his route running, still impeccable. Like mm -hmm. Julio Jones, he still has speed. Julio Jones is just dope. Odell Beckham Jr., biggest thing for him would simply be injuries he yeah misses, he does miss some games well i mean and his emotions does get it best yeah but i don't I know mean, if that's like an attribute yeah, on the video game so it's that's, like yeah you can't really measure that in a right. game you know uh, aj green is uh highly forgotten because cincinnati as a team isn't successful plus he plays in cincinnati uh you know andy dalton isn't the he he didn't turn out to be the quarterback that I believe Cincinnati thought he was going to be, but you still have other good receivers um, that are discussed. I feel like Brandon Cooks is definitely under. I mean, the man last four years, thousand yards. Three of those four years, he's gone for over eleven hundred yards, not even a ninety. Um, Adam Thielen is wow. uh, definitely good. Devontae Adams is good. Like, there are a lot of good receivers. So, I feel like, as I stated, it's a very dope class, but just one receiver who's better than everybody. Is Devontae Stephon Adams Diggs, still? Dope. Still with the Packers. Okay, yeah, yeah. Out of Fresno State. Shout out to Devontae. I don't yes, know if sir. you ever hear this, but still, shout out to you. Uh, but, yeah, Stephon Diggs. Like, it's a lot of good receivers. Um, Mike Evans, 
uh, Keenan Allen. Like, there are some really good receivers. I just – it's hard to say which one is just – no, he's just better than everybody. I mean, usually the best receivers aren't even on, like, the Super Bowl team. Like, right. I mean, some of them can get you there, but, I mean – I mean, you're so dependent on another guy getting you the ball. Right. That it's, it's very hard for a receiver to carry you anywhere. I agree. T.O. came back from a broken leg. He, his leg was still injured. The man had, if I'm not mistaken, seven catches for like 120 yards in the Super Bowl, and they still lost. And a lot of That's people's tough. argument was that they threw it to him too much. Like, they forced him to ball. He came back from injury. Like, it's very hard for a receiver just to carry you. Jerry Rice is not the greatest receiver of all time if he doesn't play with a Joe Montana or a Steve Young. You still look at him and say, oh, he's good. You just triggered a lot of people. Right, but you, you get the stats, you get the uh, championships because of that other guy that you're depending on. It's hard. It's a team sport. Like a lot of people, we love players. And I mean, I, I we all have our favorite players. I have my favorite players. But I mean, none of them are getting a championship by themselves. It's not an individual sport. The no, only individual sports is what tennis, tennis, golf, track, golf. You know what I mean? Uh, That's you're just gonna be on a team. That's just bowling. the way it is. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. And I, I think know. you. I think there's a bowling team actually. Really? Yeah. Is bowling in? A, do people bowl in other countries? I have no idea. I don't know if it's professional. Yeah, I don't know thing. how worldwide bowling is. PBA. I shout, mean, out, shout out the PBA. Don't shout out the PBA. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But. I don't know. I mean, I don't watch enough football teams to know who's the best clear-cut receiver. Mm-hmm. I just go there, so I test them like what people tell me. Honestly, that, that's what you have to do because one year somebody going to have 1,400 yards and next year is going to be somebody else with 1,500. Like, it's very hard yeah. to just say this person is the best because Antonio Brown does his thing, but people just don't like him. Or they look at his age. You know, he's over 30. Like, some people just don't. They look at that age. Nah, he can't be the best. He's too old. Julio Jones he looks like the best but he doesn't score a lot if I'm not mistaken he, he might have put had, up yards yeah like he he had a, a lot, lot of yards but if I'm not mistaken he might have only had you know I don't even want to misquote that because I know he had single digits mm-hmm. but I want to get it correct while you're looking that up um who do you think should have des- should have gotten a 99 that didn't get a 99 if any Okay, Julio Jones, I'll just say it real quick. Julio okay, Jones yeah. had eight touchdowns last year with 1,600 yards. The year before, he had 1,400 yards with three touchdowns. The year before that, 1,400 yards. Wait, for the year? For the year. 1,400 with three touchdowns for the year. See, that's not going to cut it. You see what I'm saying? He hasn't had more than, he hasn't had at least 10 touchdowns in a season since 2012. So is that is that him or is that like the way the plays are drawn up because when you're in the red zone they're targeting certain people yeah it's, right? a, it's a little bit of both I mean you have two good running backs so you hand it off to them in the red zone they're double teaming you in the red zone because you're already 6-3, right. 6-4 um, I've seen Matt Ryan miss some wide open throws or he underthrows him so he has to stop or you overthrow him, or you throw it out of bounds, where yeah. when I catch it, I'm already falling out. Right. I've seen Matt Ryan miss some passes for him, but it, it you know, it's hard to say. It is. Um, that is kind of like alarming, though, that he has that many yards. Because usually, when you see that many yards, it's kind of like the touchdown total is higher. Uh, but yeah, to answer that question, 
somebody who I think deserves a 99. Honestly, I thought Todd Gurley was going to get one. Because when he's healthy, he's the best running he's back hard in the game. To stop. Don't talk to me about Ezekiel Elliott. Don't talk to me what? about uh, Saquon Barkley in his one year. I'm not one of those guys <laughs> like, oh, you do something for a year and you're just automatically great. That's not me. Don't talk to me about um, Le'Veon Bell right now only because he missed all of last season. When he's when Le'Veon Bell is fully healthy and when he's playing, I think it's between him and Gurley, and I think. Le'Veon Bell. I think it's kind of like a 1A, 1B mm-hmm. with Gurley and Bell. And then I think Elliott is right there. And if you want to put Saquon fourth or fifth, whatever. But he's definitely not the best. But I thought um, Gurley was going to get it. I feel like... Christian McCaffrey? As a 90... Get out of here. <laughs> I think it possibly could have gone to an offensive lineman. You can't tell me that there is no offensive yeah. lineman out there that is just dominant. How many pancakes do I get a game? How many sacks do I allow? I guarantee you there is an offensive lineman who is far more dominant at his position than Bobby Wagner is. I, I, there's no way you can convince me that there's no offensive lineman who's just, he, he's just raw. He's a center, tackle, guard, he moves, he blocks, he does everything, and it's just I mean, just you amazing. have to look at, I mean, Pro Bowl appearances, Super Bowl appearances, or just like, like you said, the, like, pancakes and all those like yeah just what i'm like they're, I am they're not wow stats. what i'm doing than what this person they're not wow stats it's sexier for yeah i get well you a linebacker isn't necessarily a skilled position but you definitely know a bobby wagner before you know like a the chief's left tackle oh for sure for sure but that nobody mean, you're a lineman and like you're kind of like forgotten because absolutely. i mean you you don't even really uh get to like see what they're doing you know because the ball is they're not touching the ball right you, you know, pay attention to where the ball is the uh the effect correct i'm blocking for a quarterback but you pay attention to his run his handoff his throw and you know when we were talking about receivers i actually forgot to mention uh like michael thomas tyreek hill like those guys tyreek hill bro i forgot all about tyreek yeah. hill like michael thomas might be he's tough deandre hopkins has like the best hands for the way he secures the ball in midair and traffic he just has great hands michael thomas he's just a very very dope possession receiver i'm gonna find a way to create some kind of space and if you put it in a place that i can get it i'm gonna get it and i'm gonna hold on to that mug like it's it's kind of similar to what i'm saying but like literally just hands, just the ability to catch the ball in awkward places. Yeah. I think DeAndre has that over Mike, but Mike, he knows how to, I'm going to put my hands perfect. I don't have to catch it awkwardly. Like I'm just good at what I do. I see. And he's just dope. Michael Thomas is definitely in that conversation. But the way that they have it ranked, DeAndre Hopkins is 99. Antonio Brown and, Ju- and Julio Jones are 98. Odell Beckham is 96. Michael Thomas is 95, and that's the top five. Which you can debate those are the top five receivers, but I just don't know if DeAndre Hopkins is clear cut better than the other four to where, oh, I'm a 99 and you're a 95. Like, that is a big discrepancy. Like, four yeah. rating points? Yeah. I have to ask because I'm a Cowboys fan. In case y'all didn't know, I'm definitely a Cowboys fan. Where would you put Amari Cooper? Not 99, but I mean. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is a tough one because. Because I mean, you, you have saw, the Raiders, Amari Cooper, yeah, and, the and then you got that Cowboys 
And you Mamari saw instant Cooper. production. Yeah, so it, it's I feel like I saw two different players. I feel like because of his Raiders production, because of those drops, mm-hmm. he didn't look like a 90 receiver for me. He honestly at times looked like, okay, maybe 88, 85 to 88. Cowboys look like about a 92. So somewhere in the, I'd say somewhere between, if I'm looking at the worst, 85 to 92, which is a seven point difference. So about an 88. Okay, for sure. That's pretty much it for Madden ratings, I think. Yeah. Uh, NBA 2K ratings. NBA 2K ratings came out. Because people were mad about that too yeah um as of right now they have the highest rated players uh tied they have wait i think it was Giannis. yeah they have uh, lebron, LeBron james and Kawhi leonard as a 97 there you go they have Giannis and kevin durant 96. and james harden oh I'm, wait they changed i could have swore steph curry was a 95 i have it right here do you see curry as a 95 or a 96 96 so the one I'm looking at right now is LeBron and Kawhi, 97, like you said. Giannis and Kevin are going to be 96. You know, this one shows 95 for Steph Curry. I don't know what his is. Uh, including James Harden and Steph with a 96. Uh, Anthony Davis is a 94. And then Paul George, 93. And then it goes on from there. Yeah. But um, Giannis is a 96 the same like all Giannis Kevin James and Steph they're all 96 do you think that's accurate that all of them are 96 no I think that the two highest rated basketball players should be Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant I think right now if we're talking about even with the Achilles injury well I mean I don't when you're creating this, I don't think you take those injuries into consideration. Because okay. if that's the case, I'm not even making him a 96. Because okay. you can't play. So okay, you fair enough. be a 70. So if we're just talking about a fully healthy Kevin Durant, I think he and Kawhi Leonard tie, tied at 97 would be a little more satisfying for me. Um, I feel like they both have far more of all-around games as offensive and defensive producers than LeBron showed last year by not playing defense. I feel like his one-sided a game matches a little bit more with a Giannis who wasn't a shooter great defender number one in defense uh, efficiency great in offense number one offensive efficiency if even if you want to debate him as uh, you know up there with Kevin Durant and Kawhi you can but I think just because he can't shoot he and LeBron are a little bit more fitting for 96 I think James Harden and Steph Curry would look a little better if they were both possibly tied as like a 95. And from there, you know, the Anthony Davises, your Russell Westbrooks, your Paul uh, George, yeah, Paul George, the Dames, those look a little bit better for me uh, there. But I I definitely would have Kawhi and KD, LeBron and Giannis, and then James Harden and Steph. I think that that looks a little bit better. Is there anybody you would make like – 99 like would you increase anybody's score like not no I, I don't think anybody's a perfect basketball player to call them a 99 i don't think anybody's perfect at what they do to call them a 99 because i can point out a flaw in everybody's style of play mm-hmm. to just say because 99 is perfect i've never seen the only person i've ever seen is like a 100 was like a legend michael jordan which was like a special game they had to do him at 
So if 99 is the best, I don't think anybody deserves that because I look at Kawhi and he's not a distributor. He doesn't average five, six, seven assists. Yeah. I look at KD and part partly that. Mm-hmm. And also, I would like to see him be a little better on ball as a defender. I, he can defend. I would just like to see a little bit better. I don't think with his length, he really has an excuse to get beat off the dribble for somebody to get past him. You're too long for that. Mm-hmm. I don't see that as an excuse. Uh, with LeBron, of course, free throw shooting, defense. With Giannis, he can't I feel like shoot. there's always going to be like holes in players' games. You know what I mean? There's- yeah, so with, with NBA, yeah, it's definitely hard. You know, with, with NFL... Okay, what do I do? I have kind of one dimensional. Right. Have, you know, as you a have runner. An assignment. Yeah. yeah, as a runner. I have the speed, I have the agility, I have the moves. I can, you know, I don't fumble a lot. Right. You know, so it's it's easy. I'm perfect just for holding the ball and running. Right. And then plus I can catch well enough to where that exceeds my attributes from the ninety six to ninety nine because I can catch at an eighty. Mm-hmm. You know, that's or you can even spread me out wide and I can run a route. So it's a little bit different for a football player. But for a basketball player, because you have so many things that you are required to do, you have to pass, you have to shoot, you have to jump, you have to defend, you got to rebound, you got to block, like you got to do everything on the court as a basketball player. So I don't think anybody's perfect. So I wouldn't give anybody a 99. Do you think, do they adjust the the ratings during the season? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes? Yes, sometimes they do. If a player has a 90 and then you go out there and you average 21 or 45 from the field and 28 from the three mm-hmm. they'll actually in season lower your three-point rating you, you have those live effects where they do reoccurring updates to your roster that's crazy stuff like that man i might need to get 2k only thing i, don't I know hate what you about think, it babe. do you think i should get 2k it's gonna take up some of your time yeah <laughs> see you're so supportive do you play video games i don't know if we ever answered that Occasionally, not Occasionally. as much as I used to. Are you getting Madden, like the new Madden or the new 2K? I keep telling myself I am, but I don't know. I'm not getting 2K because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take up too much time. That's one of the reasons why I yeah, stopped playing. You gotta have time to yeah, play. 2K. I stopped playing video games because I mean to get good. Yeah, like you. And you then gotta also, play a lot. The biggest problem I have with it is the changes that happen mid-season, not just to players' ratings but to the rosters. This player gets cut, this player gets traded, this player gets signed, yeah. and now I'm in the middle of a storyline that doesn't fit reality because I got a player that plays for OKC with Chris Paul, but then Chris Paul get waived, so now he over there with the Lakers, and in my video game, it don't look like that. That always bothers me. I always It's a certain point of the season, around trade deadline, where I hate it. Because every roster looks different than what I'm playing on the game. And I want to play what it looks like in real life. So that's one of the reasons why I didn't get one last year. Well. I didn't get last year. I'm still playing, what, 18 when I feel like it. I don't know. I might get it. I don't know what he's doing. No, I'm not. I'm not going to get it. Anyways, no, I actually wanted to talk about that Dwight Howard uh, topic that you had mentioned. I honestly have no clue what's going on with Dwight Howard besides him being like in limbo as far as like his basketball career yeah i feel like that might be over um what was there anything like like new or like what's what's like going on with dwight howard um in sports the last story to come out about dwight howard was he and his agent reaching out to the los angeles lakers they responded stating that they had absolutely no interest in reuniting so at the moment he just is kind of sitting 
waiting for something to come about. Um, I think he should be on an NBA roster. I don't think Dwight Howard is washed. I don't think Dwight Howard is done. He can still protect the rim. He can still get you a bucket. He's still athletic to a degree. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't tell me if there are if there are 450 spots in the NBA, and let's just say 50 of them go to big men. You can't convince me that there are 50 big men signed to an NBA roster that, that are, are better, better than, than Dwight Howard yeah. today. I agree. I don't believe that. Um, if he can't get on an NBA roster, I think maybe the big three. Just so you can still play. It's a competitive league. You can still win. If you do well enough, you might end up back in the NBA. I mean, they uh, held private workouts for Amari Stoudemire because of what he did. Monte Ellis was getting looked at. He didn't play over there, but somebody looked at him. I think that might be the best route. And I feel bad for him because um, I saw a quote from Dwight Howard where he spoke about Draymond Green. And he said, I used to hate the way Draymond Green played basketball. And then I watched him in the finals and I realized that man is just doing everything that he can for his team. And I want to be that person. That's what Dwight Howard said. That's what Dwight Howard said. And I've everybody, never seen it. People just laughed well, at him. I don't well, want to say like I've a, never seen it. it I don't like want to say I've never seen it. I've never seen it at the level of Draymond Green, though. No, I mean, definitely. Uh, you know, Even the, on Orlando the, when the he's defense, at the peak the of his powers. Balls. Yeah, I mean, completely different role. Yeah. But I think... My biggest gripe with Dwight Howard, and as I'm, I googled Dwight Howard's name, um, and just I was trying to see what teams he played for. It says Memphis Grizzlies right now, so that's who he's traded to, yeah. But okay. they should be releasing him soon, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I mean, what other teams has he played for? Um, he's played for the Orlando Magic, yeah, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Rockets. He's played for the yeah the Houston Rockets after that, Atlanta. and then he played Atlanta, Charlotte. Yeah. Washington and then now Grizzlies. I mean, that's too many teams. I mean, a lot of people try. Shaq played for about eight. I know, but that was after he he was like, yeah, that's like a, Shaq. That's the point he. That's the point Dwight in right now, and it's sad because I don't think that like I'm not that bad of a player to where nobody can keep me. Like like who else did Charlotte have to where they just got to get rid of Dwight? But you should have got rid of Nick Batum. But sometimes people just don't want to deal with you. I don't know. Like that's the thing. I want. Is I feel he like people really don't want to deal with bad of a basketball. I mean, he's, is he really that bad of a person? People will put up with you if you're that good. You're not that good. At least know. you're not showing me on the court that you are. So since you're not that good on the court, why am I going to put up with you in the locker well, room? Last well, I want. He only played nine games, but last year in nine games he averaged thirteen and nine. I mean, look at years prior. Okay. And what is he? Oh, I don't even know what his contracts look like. He he has a, a pretty big contract. La- okay, with Charlotte, he averaged 16 and a half and 12 and a half. And he played 81 games and started all of them. That's not bad. What do you, like, why are you trading? What did I do? I honestly don't know. But I mean, I think maybe people still have it in their mind that like Dwight Howard was supposed. I remember at one time. This would Dwight- be his fourth team of four years. It was a. That's a lot. I would say that Dwight Howard at some point in time was supposed to be like the second coming of Shaq. People thought that. People put that on him. But I think that he kind of like stepped into he he was trying to like step into the role, too. But then I think he realized and this is a lot. He, He definitely didn't help 
um, when he, I mean, there's, there are the similarities. Number one overall pick, you're a center for the Orlando Magic, and then immediately you go to the Los Angeles Lakers and you call yourself Superman. So those five points alone, definitely. Well, then he put it on himself. Then I misspoke. He put, I think he, I mean, it was a little bit of both, but I think to call yourself Superman and then like. Yeah, Superman did it more than anything. Bro. Honestly. And it, he, to his defense with the Lakers, he preferred Brooklyn. He preferred Brooklyn, but they saw, they uh, re-signed Brooke Lopez. And then Brooke Lopez couldn't be traded until like January or something or mm-hmm. December. Mm-hmm. And then he just got moved to the Lakers. And it was just really bad. Like he wanted to be traded, but then he came out and said he didn't want to be traded. And then he finally made a public um, announcement that he wanted to be traded and he just got moved to the Lakers mm-hmm. and him and Kobe just never fit and from there it was just downhill and then you I don't feel like James Harden is possible like and I'm only bringing this up because we just saw things not work out with Chris Paul prior to that things didn't work out with Howard but Howard got really blamed for that I don't think enough people are really looking at James Harden and saying you got to do something different because you because you've had your help he's putting up points that's, that's why. the second person you ran out well I mean, people care about buckets, period. Yeah. People priorities are terrible. I agree. I think if everybody in the world just thought like me, things would be so much easier. Said everybody ever. Man. But anyways. If everybody thought like Hitler, that'd be ridiculous, though. That'd be There's scary. some people the world can't think like. Everybody can't think like Trump. <laughs> Everybody can't think like Trump. Everybody can think like me. I don't do nothing to nobody. What do I do? I'm cool. I'm a normal person. I just be chilling. Somebody, somebody's agitated by you right now. I don't care. But you know what? If everybody <laughs> did think like me, I feel like we would not be as advanced as we are as a uh, could be like civilization. I don't know because I'm lazy. Could I'm not going to build be. that. Probably not. No. You know what I really want to see? What happened? I want somebody up here that listens to like who tunes in like a lot to be a special guest. We were supposed to do that with Justin Caldwell. Next episode. I'm down. If y'all down, you know, what? I'm gonna call Justin right now. We are going to see if we can set up a special guest to come in and talk sports with us. We'll have brand new topics and we'll definitely enjoy your presence in the studio. Hey, what it is. Nothing, man. We recording right now. What's up? What's going on? Nothing, man. I'm just calling to officially ask you. You finna come up here and be on the show? I'm finally getting the invite. Yeah. Yes, you getting that invite. We need you up here, bro. Uh, I am excited. Hey. I am definitely in. There we go. All right, cool. We I got you on here, man. What's up? I said we got you on here. We need you in. Sydney, he out for uh for maternity leave, and we need you to uh take his spot. Who's out? Sid. He just had uh, him oh, and his yeah. wife. They just had their baby this past weekend. Oh, oh, they, oh congrats! Man, shout out to my little nephew, yeah, James man. Eli Thompson. I love you, dog. Shout out, Sid and stuff. <laughs> Carl, don't take over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got you, dog. <laughs> All right, y'all. All right, for sure. Love you, bro. Love you too, man. All right, well there you have it. Our first special guest, Justin. Hopefully. If uh, the Lord say the same, we'll be here next week with yeah. our special guests. Uh, we just appreciate you guys tuning in, giving us feedback. Um, we're going about this, you know, just having fun, trying to like 
have this as an outlet and as, as a platform for you guys so we can um, continue to build on our on our brand, fan culture. Um, but hopefully next time we have um, Sakani with us. And then, of course, we'll have Justin. So just ca- catch us next week uh, for our 16th episode. But if there's anything else that you want, wanted to add. That's all right. There it is. Babe, you want to add anything before we go? No. No? I just want to hear your voice recorded. Aw, look at yeah. him. <laughs> Record an app. Sing something, girl. Huh? <laughs> uh, it was a pleasure being uh, on this platform for the first time, just hearing what you guys are talking about. So I'm looking forward to more to come for uh, fan culture. Thanks, baby. All right, we'll see y'all. We out. Peace.